Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slamfire Radio. This is episode 352 for April 30th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel. I'm the other one of your hosts, Kelly. And I think Trevor's Everybody off playing else. with RC cars and uh, Dave's like tinkering with some graphics cards. I don't, yeah. He messaged me. I asked him if he was coming on. Oh. Hmm. Didn't hear from him. Hmm. Dave, where are you? We miss you. Dave? And, and Trevor, Trevor, we miss you too. He's got RC cars to play with. I know. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Uh, for the professionals, the SEG P320 full-size pro features a 4.7-inch compact barrel partnered with the X-Carry grip. It's also outfitted with X-Ray 3 night sights and is optics ready with a removable cover plate. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. Comes with a whole bunch of stuff. Nine ninety nine. Okay, nine nine nine. That's actually a good price. But when you say professionals, what exactly do you mean professionals? I don't know. I think I could buy it. I'm definitely not a professional. <laughs> well, I want to hear professional. You know, there's the Jean Renault, the professional. You know, he took out people, and then there's professionals uh, who work at the corner of you know, division, and you know, those are pros. Oh <laughs> no, I'm not that kind of professional. I don't have the ear for it. No, you don't. No. no, you don't. You're not that pretty. No. Oh, <laughs> come on. That hurts. That hurts. <laughs> no, but it's still a good deal. It is a good deal. And you get uh, a really cool uh, P320. Yeah. Do you do anything in guns this week? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't, didn't do anything. But we got some good news coming up. We do? Think, well, things are kind of lightening up. Restrictions are getting lifted. Oh, yeah. I got an email today. We might be starting to do things in guns soon. I got an email, and they said golf courses are opening up in Alberta. We're next. So we're going to have our ranges open. So golf courses means ranges. I think so, because like a golf golf course just outside in the the green outdoors, and we can do that with a gun, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, Ontario is pretty locked down still. Like you guys have more cases than us too. Yeah, a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, other the other provinces, not so much here. We're really locked down. Uh, even compared to Quebec, Quebec's opening up a little bit more too. So mm-hmm. I don't know, but I hope we're on the other side of things right now. So, um, you know, and then again, as so. yep. as when we had um, uh, Kaylin Legman on Doctor there. He was talking about the second wave. I don't know how much. I think that we're going to have that as, as well when we open Maybe. back up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. But it's good news. We might be able to get out the range. We might be able to, you know, just go shooting. Might be able to have small gatherings-ish. Did you guys? So Trevor talked about being able to 
um, go and visit somebody, but it has to be like another family, but it has to be the same family has to pick the same family or whatever. Right. It's kind of like actually talking about inmates. Anyways. Okay. So, um, are, is Alberta doing that too? Like, are you guys able to go and do family gatherings now or? I don't know. Um, I don't know what bylaw or what ticket you would get for gathering with someone else. If that is a thing in Alberta, I don't we, believe we get it. them for just even being by yourself. <laughs> so mm. I don't know. Well, I know that, I know that they like, they close the parks and if you were to like go do something in the park, yeah, you might, you might catch a, a, a ticket for nothing. Um, but I don't know that there's any limit on like uh, going to someone's house. I don't even, th- I don't even know if there's a ticket for that. So there yeah, is, I, I guess there is in our know. area. So there is, you can't do that. You just, you're not able to do it. But that being said, I just said that everything, you know, like Quebec's opening up more and mm-hmm. um, our municipal so Kingston is allowing the they closed all the parks and all the trails and everything, but they actually proposed and they're now opening up uh, some of the local parks so that people can go and walk on the trails and and things like that. So just municip- uh, in our municipality, not mm-hmm. it's not a province wide thing. So I don't know. I'm hoping that it's going to actually mean that we can go shooting soon. I think go so. to gun stores yeah. and go to you know. Just do stuff. Do stuff. Yeah. I'm tired of being at home. Mm-hmm. All right. I did That's nothing. for you. Did. Yeah. Okay. What about you? <laughs> I made some more 308 rounds. You did. I'm now out of 308 bullets. And uh, Are you out of powder? No, I still got some powder. Okay. So I ran out of bullets first. Uh, and then I got some of these cross mags in. I think I've talked about these on the show before. Uh, so for a three gun, you, you run like... Uh, uh, coupled mags because for three gun you basically like it's a belt space problem in the yep. u.s you you run like a d60 and maybe like a 30 rounder on your belt just in case uh and uh and for your pistol you'll run you know 17 round mags so it's it's not really a problem uh here in canada we have this issue of like just belt space if if you're skinny it is a big problem being able to have en- enough pistol mags and rifle mags on your belt. Uh, uh, where so so that's in generally why why people run these uh, these couple the ten ra- yeah. yeah these are these are lar mags they're ten rounds they're coupled in the middle so uh, yeah you know if you if you've got a double mag ca- uh, carrier mag pouch um, you're good to go that's enough yep. uh, put put one of these in in the gun uh, put you know two of these on your belt you're good to go. Um, and that's that's generally a, a good way to go. Uh, the issues with with some of these um, is mostly in the in the coupler. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, if you've ever seen one of these run at a yeah. three gun match. Yep. Some of the bolts on the end here don't grab enough of the metal lips, and with enough pressure, they come apart, and the springs go everywhere, and the rounds go everywhere, and, and they they, yeah. they can't take it. Um, the other is that. Some people find that the some people like the straight, some people like curved, um, uh, and like readjusting them is kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, that's that's why people run these these coupled lar mags. Um, so the uh, uh, yeah. the idea with these cross ones, they sent me some to to review and, and try out. I was like, yeah, I wanted to try this uh, one. I I thought um, new product Canadian made. 
I was uh, kind of apprehensive because <laughs> we've been bitten by a couple of, uh, of products. But actually, they're pr- they're pretty good. They're they're, good. Uh, they're solid little mags. Yeah, the design, the uh, the insides. They take a while to to design these things, and you can tell because um, everything from like in, inside the uh, uh, magazine, they've got like little wear guides in there to keep the spring centered. Uh, they've got a nice, decent like lip on the front here that uh, that's available on some of the nicer magazines that I've got. Um, and then the couplers are really, really well done as well. Uh, so with these, uh, you twist them apart and oh, cool. there's your, there's your 10 rounder. Single? And you could just yeah. use it like that. It, it works just like that. Or you can take two of them and, and kind of pop them together. Um, and they, you can basically like put them in any other arrangement that you want to, which is kind of interesting. So, mm. uh, for example, uh, you know, let's take out my soon to be banned AR here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> There's there it is in, in a curved uh, configuration bullets yep. forward and you can see that this this is empty on both sides here curved configuration empty uh, uh, on both and with this you would grab it and slap it back in and that's that's how you get to your second second step right. uh, some people actually I was talking to a buddy of mine he's got a bullpup and he's like oh it can't do that it's in the inner armpit you can't do this switch thing so for him he was saying that's where you would uh, run the bullets. Uh, front one way and then back the other way oh, so cool. that, imagine this is in your armpit and this is like really hard to get to uh for that you would just swap it like that so instead of going uh the side swap you would just be going front to back or back to front or yeah. whatever whatever which way you want to so that was kind of interesting that that's, was smart a, yeah it's they're they're um really neatly designed let me uh let me grab around here and i'll just show you they uh they come apart so you can see there's got it's got like a little bit of a slant right now so you can, I can push this button in here, pull this guy off, turn it around, and then you can get that slant going the other way. Okay. So that now, if I couple them, both bullets facing forward, it's more of like a straight kind of a kind of a look to it. Um, and that was fast, right? Like, I, yeah. <laughs> if I, if I were to do that for this thing, I need an Allen key. I need to pull it out. The springs are going to go everywhere because uh, the this this replaces the floor plate uh, on these magazines, right? So. Yeah. Kind of interesting. So, so you got sent these. Yes. And yep. they asked you to do a little bit of a review on them. Yep. Okay. Do you know With, how readily it's nice the range? It'd be nice to it, yeah, <laughs> I I know. go try them out somewhere that's not like in the middle of nowhere. But uh, do you know how readily available they are? Oh, they're all over the place. I've, they're I've all seen over it. There? Yeah. Yeah. The price is good too. Those? Like they're 55 bucks for that. So oh. two mags and the coupler. Coupler. Uh, which. Like if back in the day, if you would have got LAR mags, it would have been like twenty five bucks. Would have been like a screaming deal. Right now, they're around thirty nine ish, depending on which ones you get. That's a good deal for two mags and a coupler. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I I would consider like this style of coupler to be better than like the uh, the metal style ones, right? Because again, just really easy to do. Um, the other thing is, uh, if you got one of these mags in here and you grab it and it rips off you're screwed. Like in, in a three gun match, you're screwed. It's going to spit bullets all over the place. If you grab it, I'm going to purposefully do this. If you grab this one and rip it off, mm-hmm. uh, you dump your mag and you pop your Another ripped one off one. In there. <laughs> It'll still just work. Right. Yeah. So because again, they, they come with the floor plates on there. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think awesome. Those, they're pretty cool. I think, uh, even as like, if, if you were to take them hunting, um, I, I, I kind of wanted like a polymer 10 rounder for my WK for, uh, uh, for hunting coyotes. 
Um, I didn't have one. I just had like these uh, these metal ten rounders. I kind of like a polymer mag for, for hunting because it's a little bit less rattly. Yeah. And they they fit a little bit better in there. There's no rattle it with uh, uh, with the polymer ones. So kind of nice for that. Um, I think that's all I wanted to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're kind of neat. Uh, yeah, I made some more 308. <laughs> you know, you so um, uh, with this OIC stuff here, uh, yeah. I've uh, I've got another AR, and I was like, oh, well, a bunch of people are, like, looking for these right now because they really want to get in. So I listed this for sale, and now the CFO's <laughs> website's down, and they're not going to process <sighs> any of these. So I even if I did, even if someone's like, yeah, I'll take it, I don't think I'm going to be able to send this to anyone. To sell it. Yeah. I was thinking about the exact same thing because I have two as well. I have a 14 and a half inch mm-hmm. uh, Nork and uh, and I have um, or NEA. And then I also have um, the one that I just bought, the Troy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, mm, maybe sell one, but I'm going if it comes in tomorrow and this uh, site's down, I, I was thinking the exact same thing that you said. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's not because I'm scared of losing it. It's just because I thought oh, some other people are trying to get in on no, exactly. maybe getting grandfathered or something like that. And yeah. maybe I'll, I'll try to. Who was it that uh, not yesterday, dude, before it was some retailer I saw, I don't know who it was that said that uh, they, um, they sold 400 on Wednesday. Calgary shooting center had, some, I think they were Anderson or something like that. They had some lowers for sale. All gone. All gone. SFRC sent me an email today saying that they had some still in stock. I bet you they don't. Nah, bet I you they bet don't now. They don't now, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've yeah. been rushed, rushing to uh, to get those in. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> uh, I had a qu- one that someone mentioned here. Are the mags uh, marked LAR pistol in case you're stopped in challenge? And they are. Uh, there's a little like data stamp on there that says oh. it's kind of small. Uh, Air 15 pistol magazine, five or five, 10 rounds. So it does say it's a pistol magazine. It is labeled correctly for it. Oh. Uh, there was a mag that came in. Um, oh, I can't remember what it was again. Uh, and it was not correctly labeled. And uh, that one eventually they asked and they're like, yeah, that's not labeled correctly. So, you know, good stuff. Um, yeah, that's all I did in guns. I might, uh, you might did so much more than me again. I might go for gophers again this weekend. Cause Are you? what else am I going to do? What else, what else am I going to do on a weekend? Go for a hike in the middle of nowhere or yeah. go for a hike in the middle of nowhere with 22 <laughs> <laughs> with gophers with gophers. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I think, I think I might do that. Yeah, okay. That. That'll be more fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I'm 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 not doing uh, anything else on this OIC because um, I just can't be bothered. I'm I'm not going to worry about it. I think a lot of people are um, really anxious about this. Yeah, and I think because they, they don't know, they don't they know. Don't there's know. there's a lot of anxiety around the not knowing part, and I think yep. it's important to remember that um, who cares? Like, just wait. They're going to put their thing in. You're going to have a safe queen for two years. Maybe mm-hmm. less, maybe more, uh, and uh, there's other there's other manufacturers that are coming that, that are going to come in and provide products that are going to help with uh, help with this. So, yep. Uh, one example, uh, I've got a. Uh, I'm not I'm not scared to say this on online, but I've got an AR with a 16 inch, a nice 16 inch barrel. I do not want to hand that 16 inch barrel in. 
I've got mm -hmm. another 16 inch barrel that's crappy that I need to, that I can throw on my AR if I need to turn it in. Uh, Spectre Ballistics is going to be making a straight pull non-restricted AR. Sweet. If this thing, well, if this whole thing goes down, I'm not handing in my nice barrel. I'm going to pop it on that straight pull, uh, not an AR manually uh, 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 actuated one, right? So right. I'm not going to worry about this. I mean, there's again, there's nothing I can do to worry about it. So uh, why worry? No, we can't do anything about it right now. But once we actually do know, but that's actually what's worrying people so much. They don't know. So, yeah. Uh, Yes. Yeah. I mean, contact your MP, um, yep. talk to people, talk to friends and family, talk to yep. people on Reddit and, and social media and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I think we've got a lot of things going for us. Like the, uh, uh, the fact that Trudeau, like uh, this shooting happened in Nova Scotia and Trudeau was like, oh, well, we're going to put in all this assault rifle. Would that have stopped it? Well, no. Oh, why be, even bring it up? Why even bring it up? Yeah, this is not an answer to this problem. This is, this is like something over, this is like tangentially related. Yeah. I wonder if anybody's actually even asked them that question, though, during a question period. They should, it, because it's, they should. it's uh, egregious in how, uh, yeah, it's, it's How just would this ridiculous. have stopped it? Yeah. Now the big thing would be: Would he actually answer the question? No. <laughs> no he would just, he would just give a, a political non-answer. Yeah. I think it's it's too easy to uh, to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all I did in guns. Uh, you did a lot. I'm very proud of you. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it's a 308. I don't even. Do I have a 308 right now? I don't know. I know you got a 65. No. no. Oh no! Okay. I don't have a three hundred eight. So why right are you now. making three hundred eight then? Uh, I got the cases. I'm. Uh, I got time on my hands. I, I made some forty five seventy. I don't have a forty five. Oh. I haven't had a forty five seventy for like five years. I had the okay. bullets. I had the cases. It's like okay, I'll make some. I'll, make some. I'll, I'll assemble them because why not? <laughs> I have a recipe that I like. If I ever get a, a Marlin eighteen ninety five again, you know, there we go. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Oh, all I right. Probably will at some point, right? Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I give I give you permission. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, see. Let's see. Upcoming events. Maybe. Uh, maybe not. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I kind of talked about it, but maybe. Maybe not. Uh, maybe. Do we? Do we want to talk about the charity? Tenth annual podcast network charity shoot canceled, and that's yeah. because of the COVID, the COVID and. New Brunswick has offered has, some uh, some restrictions that they're that are going to be in place until December, and uh, they're not conducive for an event this size. No, they no. basically mean that we won't be able to have it. So the decision was made. Decision being made was Trevor told us it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, which is fine. He was doing all the work. So. Which he's doing all the work, so it's <laughs> that's, fine. That's within his uh, his his rights to uh, to cancel it. And I think yeah. that. Um, it's probably a good thing to just cancel it now rather than wait and wait and wait and be like, oh, yeah. now we've got to throw this thing together and try to promote yeah. that stuff. It's just not. Absolutely true. Yeah. So the decision was made, which was a good call. Thank you for doing that, Trevor. And um, so I'm sure that we'll work out whoever is registered already. We'll, we'll, we'll contact them or Trevor will. Well, we're, we'll still have it up on practice score because the, th the thing that we're still going to do is we're still gonna, going to make a donation uh, to a nonprofit, so um, right. 
which in this case is. is the is the Rod Harkwell Memorial right. Fund. Right. So if if you are still uh, registered on a practice score, uh, we'll reach out to you. Um, yep. But it's still an option. And if and, and if you still want to donate to the Rod Harkwell Memorial Fund, it's still on practice score. You can still just go and yep. register, and uh, proceeds will go there. Yep. So, yeah, because we still want to make the donation. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about this EOSC CCFR Ladies Day? No, because we don't Fine. know what's happening with that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, it's going into news. Um, this one isn't really news. And, and uh, if you haven't seen it, I, have you seen, have you I seen haven't seen it. No, you get weird stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try to cover like pop culture things every, that happen every once in a while. And my definition of pop culture is it was like a top rated thread in our all uh, for a while. Uh, this was uh, uh, a guy who uh, 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 ended up shooting his leg with a, a 308 rifle Um if you haven't seen it, or if you haven't read the whole thing, um, we can we can just story. leave it. Yeah, long so, story short, like just don't do all the things wrong, and you and you won't blow off your leg with it with a three hundred eight. But if you leave it loaded mm-hmm. in your case and you pull it out of the case and you hit the trigger and it's aimed at your leg, you know, break, yeah, break multiple of the four rules of uh, firearm safety, and and uh, bad things can happen, right? Where was this? Uh, U.S. U.S. Yeah. Okay, well, don't do that. Don't do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, the next one I got here. Uh, this is a uh, new gun stuff. Uh, let me see if I can share my screen because that's what I need to do. Let's grab that one. Volkortsen. Let me know. Let me know if hmm. you see this. If you see it. Yeah, yeah the it's on the screen. Habu. Habu. I think it's a Habu. Habu. Yeah. Uh, so Volkortsen's made a couple of really cool 22 pistols. Yep. And uh, this one uh, combines features of the Scorpion 22 pistol. I shot one of those. Super, super nice. In, yeah, in, you uh, like? Bonneville. Yeah, yeah. Listener, uh, let me Oh, uh, yeah. Me I remember his. talking about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, super nice. Super, super slick. And uh, this one uh, takes those uh, features of the Scorpion with push-button takedown of the Ruger Mark IV, which is really nice. Um, and, uh, and kind of just slams it all together. So, uh, just like the Scorpion easier to take down, I think is, uh, is what we're getting here. Yeah. Are those the prices? Um, I've gone down. So those prices, are those listed in Canadian or American? Uh, those, those I are, think those are American, right? Yeah. yeah. Let me double check. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Really, really nice pistols though. And, yes, uh, very nice. if you want to do like a, a steel challenge or something like that, Ooh. Ooh, yeah, it'd be a good one. So nice for that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. The next thing I wanted to talk about. Um, this isn't something I'm I'm into, but um, someone mentioned that it was a new gun thing, and and it is a new gun thing. It's yep. the Area Four Nineteen Zero press. Uh, these are uh, the real beefy <laughs> presses. Uh, turret press. Uh, nine stage. Holy crap! Like all the stages <laughs> on this thing. Uh, super high quality. Uh, super high price. Uh, <laughs> very nice, though. Very, very nice uh, uh, press, and uh, very large. So um, somebody was talking about this last week. The, um, yeah, Mister Mead was uh, yeah uh, the one who brought this up, and right. uh, I didn't bring it up last last uh, week, but I said I'd pull it up today. So there's that guy as well. Uh, stop sharing. 
There we go. Anyways, that's uh, that's what's new in guns, guns this week. Did I miss anything? Mm, no. I don't, I don't know. I'm not paying a lot else. of attention right now. Yeah. There's some things going on right now. There are some things going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Why don't we head into the main topic? Uh, joining us this week for the main topic is Tracy Wilson from the CCFR. Uh, Tracy, you've been on the show a couple of times. So <laughs> uh, now uh, one of the things that happened, was this yesterday, today? There have been rumors swirling around. First, uh, a French uh, CBC Radio Canada reported on this. And now today we're getting some more reports of a potential uh, order and council ban. Maybe tell us a little bit about this. Uh, what's this going on? Is this something that we didn't see coming? Uh, what's going on right now? Right. So to be perfectly honest, we've seen this coming since 2015. Um, the Liberals were pretty clear in their election platform um, that they were planning to do this. Um, they reiterated it in the last federal election. So it's not exactly a surprise except for the timing. I find it's uh, pretty distasteful to do this on the back of, um, you know, of course, Canada's terrible tragedy that happened in Nova Scotia. In fact, I've been hearing from members and new members from all over the province who are just completely um, dismayed at it. But yeah, I mean, we've always criticized the Liberals for their choice in wanting to use an OIC. And I think you know, when they had a, a majority government last term, that would have been their time. You know, they they did do C-71. It passed by royal assent last May. And, of course, if they wanted to do something more, I think that would have been the opportune time to do it because they had a majority government. However, when you do something through legislation, of course, there's debate in the House. There are There's a committee that's formed. It usually would go before the Public Safety Committee. Um uh, there would be expert witnesses, there would be evidence, there would be all kinds of things presented so that the experts on that uh, committee who are tasked with, you know, checking out to see if this is what we want to do, they would be able to fully study that. And then, of course, they would vote on it three times, put it forward to the Senate where it would sort of go through um, almost the same process. And then it is what it is. So, you know, I've always said if, if there's any merit to banning guns from legal on owners in an attempt to stop criminals or madmen from doing whatever they do, then let's debate the merit of that in the proper format and come what may, right? We would have to we would have to study that. Now, of course, in the last federal election, they were reduced to a weakened minority. And I think that makes a big difference. So now, of course, um, here we are in the middle of a global pandemic. We do not have a properly sitting House of Commons. We do not have representation uh, for, you know, the different constituencies across the country in their member of parliaments. Um, you know, people aren't sitting. And, um, and then we have this terrible tragedy. So it's just like a strike while the iron's hot type of situation. What will be in that OIC? Um, of course, there's been the information leaked to various um, friendly, liberal friendly media starting, of course, with the, with the um, Quebec RCI, which is the Quebec um, portion of CBC. Mm -hmm. Everybody's questioning that, and I, I don't question it one bit. I think that's exactly where Trudeau wants to pander his gun control ideas, is right in the heart of the gun debate, where Pauli Sousouvien is, right? So it surprises me zero that that's what he did. 
So tomorrow we will see it's nothing is official, of course, until it's published in the Canadian Gazette. So tomorrow all eyes will be on the Gazette as we see what comes in. Some of my sources uh, are leaning towards instead of a, you know, tomorrow being where we hear about the ban on the legal ownership of those items, it might be more of a stop to the importation and further sales of the firearms on the list. So, you know, everybody's, my phone rang 78 times today, and that's not exaggerated. <laughs> yeah. So right now we're um, short staffed, right? So I, I've got the CCFR number forwarded to my cell phone, which, you know, please, I'm not encouraging everyone to call me because it's, it's not great. <clears throat> but I had everything from people calling saying, hey, do you know what's happening tomorrow? And it's sort of like, well, all the social media posts put out by the CCFR on Twitter and Facebook are done by me. Plus, my page is very active. I'm putting out everything I possibly can that I know as it happens. I'm usually pretty quick on getting this stuff out before anybody else. So calling me, of course, you're, I can only tell you what I've got. And um, I, I'm not a mind reader and I'm not magical. So I, I don't know what exactly that OIC will be tomorrow. Um, and it is, you know, I don't want to lead people down the uh, garden path either. I mean, the liberals have been pretty clear they want to do this. However, it wouldn't be the first time they floated something out to gauge the reactions. So <clears throat> nevertheless, our reaction will be swift and merciless. And uh, we did quite a bit of media today. I know Rod was just calling when we started the show We've barely been able to connect because we're both just scrambling to keep up with interviews. Mm -hmm. I start tomorrow morning. I'm looking at my whiteboard. I'll be on CBC um, National Radio tomorrow morning at 7.30. So you can catch that show, 7.30 standard, uh, Eastern Standard Time. And then uh, I've got a series of interviews after that. And then Monday, Rod and I will, will have a better idea of, of course, what dropped in the OIC, as well as some time to digest it, consult with our legal experts and our uh, opposition uh, members of parliament and have better ideas. Monday morning, we will be doing a CBC syndication. So we did this, I guess about a year ago, Rod and I did it. Um, basically, they locked me in a, a soundproof booth and I did four hours of interviews. So it's, it's exhausting because here's the thing. They do like, you know, CBC Regina, CBC Winnipeg, yep. CBC Ottawa, CBC Halifax. So you're in all... You know, it's all timed, but it's the same interview and the same questions over and over and over again mm -hmm. for four hours. Um, you know, you'll get the odd one that goes offline a little bit and starts asking you some other things. But, uh, yeah, it's exhausting, but it does at least give uh, gun owners a voice all across the country. And, you know, CBC, as much as, you know, <laughs> I, I kick them in the face and, uh, you know, I, I don't love them. There are a lot of Canadians who otherwise wouldn't hear our point of view and would just follow whatever they're fed by the Liberals. So. Well, there's there's no talk radio in my city except for CBC. Right. It's the only everything else is just music, so <laughs> there are no other options. Right. So that's why you know uh, I chased them around for this. I've been battling them for about a week now, actually, because they did a syndication with the doctors on their letter that they wrote to Justin Trudeau. But nothing. Um, Nothing from your side or our side. No, yeah, and I, yeah. you know, Rod even chimed in on the email chain with the CBC producers, and he was like, 
a little less raw than he usually is. Like he was oh. crazy, <laughs> a little crazy in there. So I was like, oh, I guess uh, I guess you're the bad cop today. But yeah, he was pretty snippy, and um, we decided we'd give them a couple days to uh, to come up with an answer. And then, of course, this happened. So I basically wrote her this morning, and I'm like, when is our syndication? Like, I I think now we need some vindication. So. Yeah, yeah, so we will be on Monday, Rod 2. I don't know what that looks like for him on his side of the country as we're in a three-hour time difference. So he may be getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning. It wouldn't be the first time. So, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a rough, long haul. But, yeah, I, I think it's important. And my message to Canadians over and above the fact that we all, anyone who can look at this objectively knows that any sort of gun ban or stopping importation or sales or all of these measures, they're not going to have an impact on crime. But over and above that, I want Canadians to really think about what this means for our democratic process. Um, You know, in in a democracy, you should be able to have a voice, take forward an issue before your people debate it, study it, and make a proper decision based on the evidence. And if they're willing to do this, I know to a lot of people, maybe our AR-15s and and the other guns on the list maybe don't matter to them, but if they're willing to do it with this as a trial run, what else are they willing to legally confiscate from Canadians without so much as a discussion? So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been kind of disgusting. I've seen some of the comments from people uh, mentioning, uh, oh, you know, I think it's okay because uh, I realize it's not going to be effective, but uh, it doesn't affect my property, so uh, so I'm okay with that. I've seen some comments from people like that. It's like, oh, that is that is uh, so naive. Like you don't realize how uh, idiotic that comment is because, the, like, yeah, like you said, what else can they confiscate? What else can they do after this uh, that might affect you? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's what everybody says is what happens after this when crime doesn't drop? Um, will they give us back our guns? And I'll say, I say, no, they'll no. say they can go far enough and they'll take more. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, it's never going to end. And if you have that attitude, I actually made a kind of a bitchy post on my Facebook today about this because of course people are PMing me and emailing me and calling me and Hey, what about my gun? I've got one of these. And my attitude is even if I don't have one of, of any of them, I would be absolutely mortified that my community is going to suffer for crimes they didn't commit. It doesn't matter what's on the list. What matters is there's a list. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think in the big picture, everything is on the list. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's just because of how drawn out this has been, a lot of people have a lot of anxiety around this. A lot of people have like put money and time into making these cool firearms that they use for their hobbies. And now, uh, I, I, also with COVID-19 on top of it, I think people are just not able to handle the anxiety from uh, from this on top as well. And that's probably why you're getting a lot of calls right now. Yeah, absolutely. Not, they're not suited to handling it. I am right there with everybody. You know, everyone's kind of freaking out and <clears throat> unsure what's going to happen and scared and angry. And I am right there with you. I, I did have some people calling in today, even... I had one guy who literally lost it on me, screaming at me, you know, how useless are you? And why can't you stop this? And called me every name in the book. I I did end up having to just hang up because 
honestly, I had an interview coming up. I have to compose myself. I'm about to go on live radio and I can't be, um, anybody who knows me knows I'd like to, um, take it, remove his head when people talk to me like that. So. Well, yeah, I'm like, what, what's he doing about it? Does he have another option? <laughs> you know, is he going to, is he going to put a lawsuit forward and, and try to take on the government, to, uh, on this with, with some lawyers? Yeah, right. Because fighting the government who has an unlimited amount of your money to fight you back seems like a really awesome idea, right? So one of the questions, I'm keeping up with the live feed. I've shared this with the CCFR page as well as some other pages. So there's people that are tuning in, um, but they're asking, what about the money piece of it? Um, Are they going to pay us for our firearms or are they just going to um, not. And if they do actually pay us for firearms, where are they getting the money from? Do they have to go and get separate funding for this? Right now, our economy is in the toilet. So, right. right. So, yeah, there's a couple things there. So, basically, when they are going to prohibit or ban something, they have two options. They can grandfather it, let you keep it in your possession. And, of course, it's just a delayed confiscation because upon your death, it's not like you know, you're, you're going to lose it then. Or if they confiscate it in the, in the, you know, uh, like near time, what happens is they do have to compensate you for that. um, Should you participate in their program? Um, But the, here's the thing. They, they are still talking about the buyback program. I I hate those words because I didn't buy it from them to begin with. So I'm not buying it back. Right. It's your confiscation check is what it is. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they, that's one thing is that that can't be rolled out tomorrow because that requires um, a budget item that requires to be passed in the House of Commons. So that portion won't be rolled out or at least detailed tomorrow. However, it is still um, under their consideration. And a lot of people are saying that to me, well, how can they afford this? And they're right between the cost of actually paying gun owners for their firearms as well as the infrastructure that's required to administer a program of this type, mm-hmm. um, this is huge, right? First of all, you have to have, you have to employ people to administer the program, to take the firearms in, evaluate them, give you your check. Um, then there's the the case of you're going to have this massive amount of guns, assuming people participate. That's I don't want to go down that road, but you can catch my drift. But um, th- th- what do you do with that after the government would be responsible for destroying them? If you think about it, you know, if, even if 20% of gun owners uh, complied, that would still be an enormous amount of firearms to get rid of. So there is a huge expense. And yeah, this is a time when Canada really can't afford to waste money on things like that. But Trudeau's been spending money. Um, granted, it's been COVID relief funds, but he's been spending like a, drunken farm wife after harvest, just doling out the money for every single thing. Even the CFL is, is after him for some, some cash now. Yep. And, and he's almost $200 billion in debt in one month. Do we really think he's going to blink at another billion to no. keep being safe? No. Not one bit. No. Yeah. So um, I, I think that some people are jumping the gun on this because that bit of legislation will take time. An yeah. OIC is anytime, anytime they want to, they flick the switch and, uh, and they can by name ban some guns. So maybe um, uh, just to, just to kind of tick this off the list, we've, we've got this, this list of 11, uh, yep. 11 firearms 
uh, that uh, that have been named. I think I think there's been some news reports that have that have named the eleven firearms as well. Um, yeah. Have you yeah, heard of this? What do you have them in front of you? Would you be able to tell us about which which firearms have are at least rumored to be banned? Because like yeah. no one knows until this thing actually gets hit. Like if it's eleven, if it's eleven plus one, if it's variants, if it's not variants. Yeah, there'll be some. I think there'll be some variants too. But on my list, I've got the AR10, AR15. Of course, there's all kinds of variants of that. The Ruger Mini 14, the Swiss Arms Classic Green model, the M14 the VZ-58, the CZ Scorpion, a Beretta CX-4 Storm. Storm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the 6-hour, cool. yeah, I know. 6-hour <laughs> MCX and MPX, and the Robinson yeah. Armament XCR. Interestingly enough, there's also um, another category that is included in this list. I'm just looking it up here from my source. Um, I, I put on my short list, I put 50 cals. But that's not entirely accurate. So the list will also include two other categories. So anything that is a caliber more than 20 mm. Okay. Anything with an initial energy of more than 10,000 joules. So that will, of course, catch quite a few 50 BMGs. Some people are saying not all of them. That's not really my area of expertise. But as you can imagine, that's, that's bad news, right? So... Yeah, one of the things that uh, I think I saw in one of those lists was uh, they had listed shootings which beside of each of those guns, but like they yeah. had to use American ones in there because some of those some of those have never been used in a Canada mass shooting. Yeah, a lot well, of them. I've, <laughs> I've got that uh, in front of I'll, me, yeah. and that um, yeah, that I know where that information came. I've got it in front of me. <clears throat> so they've got the carbine M16, M4, AR10, and AR15, and beside it they've got dramas by Sandy Hook, Las Vegas, and Orlando in the United States, uh, States and Christchurch in New Zealand. Okay. So they've listed that. And then the Ruger Mini 14, of course, is from Polytechnique. Polytechnique. Yeah. Uh, the VZ-58 is from the Quebec Mosque. Shoot. Brad is from Dawson College. You know, it, it's funny because we were, I was on an interview today and we, with um, Mark Kelly from CBC, from the fifth estate, actually, and we were talking about this and he said, well, you know, what, what's your take on this? If it was used in these murders, you know, obviously it's a very dangerous firearm. And I said to him, are, are you kidding me? Okay, let's just take what's most recent here. This tragedy that's happened in Nova Scotia. Everybody wants to know what kind of gun he used. And in the big picture, it doesn't even matter. You could do what he did with a pump-action shotgun. Let's Definitely. Completely realistic here. Just because it was used, I, it would be the same as banning a Honda Civic because it's, you know, no other car has killed more people in drunk driving accidents. Like, come on. it's th This is just somebody picked something. And, you know, and I said, if you want to talk about lethality and, and dangerousness, you know, every gun in the wrong hands is dangerous. Look at the um, Parliament Hill shooter. He killed Corporal Cirillo at the um, at the war monument, made a 200-meter dash across the front lawn of Parliament Hill, you know, with security there, made it all the way across the lawn, made it up the stairs and into the building, and almost all the way to the back to the library yeah. with a leader-action hunting rifle. Like... If we if we continue to focus on the tool and not on the madman, this violence is just going to continue. It's it's insane. We okay. So 
the tool, you're right. There's people that do these things and it's going to be whatever is available, whether it's a van, whether it's a knife, whatever. We're going to continue to see it. Uh, Anyways, so let's go back to the um, the AR-10, AR-15s, M-16. What are the quantities of all of these that are currently available here in Canada? Do you know that? Yeah, so in that first section, which I I believe from my information here, they've combined them together, the carbine M16, M4, AR-10, and AR-15. Estimated number in circulation is just under 84,000. So that's pretty significant, right? Like that's that's a lot of guns. And then I've got, you know, I've got um, estimated totals beside each of those. And then, of course, the estimated retail value. So when you start adding this stuff up, I, I have actually yet to do that. I just haven't had a chance today. When you start adding that up, it's it's significant because it's it's so wasteful. And I mean, you know, we've got all kinds of crises going on. Everybody wants wants their bailout and their help in this terrible um, thing that pandemic that we're going through. And here we've got, you know, another billion dollar boondoggle, our friend uh, Gary Mauser would say, right? Like, yeah, at minimum. Yeah. Like we, oh, yeah. we don't, well, we don't know what they're going to include it. Like there's, there's a hundred thousand air 15s ish registered right. in Canada. Uh, to, oh, as soon as you go to like, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about uh, if they choose to go with variant on that because their uh, idea of variant is um, broad, uh, pretty ambiguous, pretty broad. Yeah. 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 And uh, if they include that, that'll that'll include a lot of stuff, a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it it is terrifying. And I think about I've seen you know quite a few comments today where people are like, "Oh, thank God none of mine are on there," and you know, and I think you, they're they're all on the list. This is this is the first wave, and like I said, when when we don't see a drop in um, in crime or homicide in this country that's exactly or another mass shooting happens and they do it with a pump shotgun yeah. because in australia a pump shotgun is a rapid fire firearm and they're yeah, of restricted more than other shotguns are yeah well and i even noticed an article today it said uh, the title was uh it's time to end duck hunting in canada i saw that I too <laughs> you see hunters it's not just us black gun owners right like don't worry they want yours too yeah. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a really tough battle, and I just need people to, um, you know, we got to stay calm. I know everybody's upset and freaking out. We've got to be kind to each other and understand yep. that we're we are all in this together. Um, and you know, let's 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 plan and prepare, but let's not let's not lose our our stuff until we see what happens tomorrow. Okay. Like I said. I don't know. Maybe I'm being optimistic, but sometimes I have seen them float stuff just to get a reaction and, you know, or this could be simply the stopping of the importation and further sales, which would be absolutely devastating to our industry. Um, But then of course you're looking at a two-step process. None of this is going to be quick. And even in their original plans for a ban, they had talked about a two-year amnesty. So they're not it might be like if they do an OIC, it might be two years of your guns are locked up at home and no ATTs because they're prohibited. Right. Yeah. Which is likely the right. likely path for the next. Yeah. So yeah. there's some questions with respect to that. So has the OIC uh, received royal assent yet? 
It doesn't, or no, I see. Or will it? It doesn't need to. No, it doesn't need to. that's right. It requires no vote. It just requires the governor general to sign off on it. And she's not likely to take a hard stance against Trudeau on her. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So um, the other piece on it, so you you think that it's going to take a couple of years to come into effect. Well, I mean, they could very well drop the OIC tomorrow may or may not be the actual ban. It may be the stoppage of sales and then an OIC to follow, you know, in weeks or days or months. That could be the ban. Either way, they've promised because of the um, the buyback rather than the grandfathering, they've they've promised since the beginning of a two year amnesty. If they pull that back, I, I don't know. I, I mean, they have to. They have to be reasonable, and that's that is what they promise. I don't know how to say that in a nice way, but it would be very difficult for them to go back on what has been in their election platform to elections running. It would be very difficult to pull that back now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to not to throw like more hearsay in here, but Wolverine Supplies is reporting that the uh, RCMP's the CFO office and their website are down. PAL verification and transfer portals are down for maintenance and changes until tomorrow afternoon. And Oops. they were not able to provide any information. <laughs> and that's from Wolverine and Delask are both reporting this right now. Yeah. So it's so, something's going down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Stuff is going down. Things are happening. I did um, have a, a conversation today with MP Glenn Moss, who of course is the deputy shadow minister for public safety. And he's a, an excellent resource and an excellent champion for us. And we were talking about a bunch of things. I I tasked his um, chief of staff with an issue that I noticed. I noticed this actually a couple months ago, and then I noticed it again the other day. If you remember, you could Google um, continuous eligibility screening. And the article had a page that described how our daily background checks, how they work, right? And I noticed a while ago that page was down, and I thought, well, maybe it's down for maintenance. So I noticed the other day it was still down and it's been over a month. So I got a hold of Sean and I said, I don't feel good about this. I think like that was a nice piece to have because when people said, oh, you don't get a daily background check, I could slap that down. It's an RCMP resource. Mm-hmm. And right. And I noticed it's gone. And I'm like, hmm, I don't like that. So then we started hearing reports today of other parts of the RCMP website being down. Um you know, the, the whole thing about not processing new PALs or renewals during the pandemic because we're in a pandemic doesn't actually make sense if mm-hmm. they're done online. I recognize that perhaps there might be an issue with the printing of new cards because the CCFR is also in that same boat. Mm-hmm. Um, however, yeah, there's a bunch of things that have lined up like that um, where it does look a, a little concerning and yeah. Yeah, there's something is going to happen tomorrow for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we just got a question from somebody about, and I saw this a lot on the CCFR webpage or uh, page today on Facebook and and people are messaging as well. Um, People are talking about doing individual um, lawsuits or Or challenges, I think, on on the reclassification. Right. So there's the 70 uh, uh, challenges. Chapter 74, chapter? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Normally when your restricted firearm is reclassified, they're assuming that we will be issued a revocation certificate for that registration. Right. So that would 
possibly, well, they'll be, they'll be denied, but it's, it's a great stalling tactic. Um, that's assuming that that's how they're going to do it. They're not stupid. They know that everybody's looking at that because of course everyone's posting it and spamming it all over. And they are watching, they watch us very closely. They watch all of us. And so they are aware of that. So I don't know if they would try and include some type of measure or mechanism um, where, you know, it's just reclassified without revoking your registration, maybe just altering it and issuing a new one. I don't know. We're, we'll have to literally wait and see what happens. I know that's not what people want to hear. Everybody's eager and they want to know what they can do right now. But right now, um, all you can do is contact your MP, contact Bill Blair, make their lives miserable, share the stuff all over, tag them in it. If you're on Twitter, tag them in it. Just, just get it out there all over. Tomorrow, when we know, we will know. And from there, we can take the appropriate steps. We've got a legal team looking at this. We've got opposition members and par- members of parliament looking at this. Um, you know, there's some talk about uh, doing something together, all the organizations. Um, so hopefully we can get that worked out in the coming days and we'll, we'll know a little more, but yeah, if that is an, if that is an option, we will absolutely pursue it. We will leave no stone unturned, no Avenue unchecked. If there's anything and everything we can do, we are going to do it. Okay. So one last question. Uh, they so the question is if they ban sales of let's say an AR-15s tomorrow, when does it come into effect? As, is it tomorrow? So, if, or is it? Yeah, I believe. I believe. I guess it would depend what date they put on their OIC, but I would believe that they would want to make it immediately. So yeah, I think anybody with a a transfer in limbo, you know, I I'm not sure how that would go. Okay. Um, I know, though, if it is, um, I mean, either way, a lot of people are going to be hurt here, whether it's a ban on, on, you know, against the gun owners or a stop on the importation and sales. Either way, there's going to be a lot of devastated people. I feel terrible for our our partners in the industry. A lot of these shops are family-owned, mom-and-pop shops, been running for generations, just like Wolverine Supplies, and to leave them hanging with an entire stock that's now unsellable like it could ruin a business very quickly. Well, it, it will ruin yeah. some, some of the businesses. Yeah. Some of the, some of them are going to have guns banned or they're going to have, maybe they make accessories and like pff, those accessories aren't going to be able to sold, sell if the AR platform is banned. Yeah. Like think yeah. of the money that they've sunk into their inventory that would now be um, unsellable. Right. Yeah. So it could be devastating. And even, you know, a trickle down, you've got 40,000 Canadians employed in the industry directly um, if shops have their inventory cut and their profit margins cut and everything's cut, the next thing that's going to have to be cut, unfortunately, is staff, right? So you're talking job losses, you're talking um, cl- store closures, you may even be talking about range closures if ranges can't support, um, you know, can't be supported by people who no longer can go to the range. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, Kelly, do you have any other questions? Mm, no, I don't really. Uh, no, nope, I'm good. Thanks. No, uh, we're we're acting on half information right yeah. now. 
we'll have full like and and i think a lot of people are are demanding like a reaction right now but you can't react to something that hasn't happened yet i think that yeah we'll have to wait we'll have to wait for the thing to happen before we can react to it yeah Absolutely. And I know I'm just one last note. I know everyone's been asking too, where's the official opposition on this? They're in the same boat. In fact, well, they're not in the same boat because we can go out there and do media on this and make posts and scream and yell and stomp our feet and get our people motivated and harassing Bill Blair and start embarrassing them ahead of time. The opposition can't like until something is actually tabled or presented you're yelling at a leaked story to media, which could be mm-hmm. exactly that. And um, they they would absolutely love to see the conservatives jump all over this, yell and scream, so that they could make them look uncaring right after a terrible tragedy just happened in Nova Scotia. So, well, the, the funny thing is, on it. they're on it. Yeah, I, th- I think that um, like a lot of people maybe don't realize that uh, this law wouldn't have done anything to stop either uh, this latest shooting or the one before the Danforth shooting. This law does, doesn't uh, uh, properly address either of those wouldn't have slowed them down at all. No, Oh no, it has no, no, this, um, these words on paper aren't going to have any effect on, on unfortunately the tragedies that have happened and sadly the ones that might yet, be right so yeah yeah i I, i've said that quite a few times today that until we start focusing on some of the root causes and some preventative measures and some societal issues and i i know that sounds hokey but those are the things that we need to focus on not on what piece of polymer they picked up right yeah 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 perfect Cool. So you're going to be on the radio. For, are you going to like go take a nap right now so you can get get ready for this 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 uh, blockbuster day you've got coming up? Oh well, yeah, we've got a two day marathon coming up, but uh, we're up for it. Um, Rod and I um, usually both make talking notes and and points, and we have different perspectives on things sometimes, and then we share them back and forth. He's a great mentor, and of course, y'all know how uh, how well he represents us as gun owners in the media i'm a little saucier but um we're getting there so we're going to do our very best to make sure that canadian gun owners have a voice in the mainstream media over the next few days and um we'll be uh, we'll be reporting back to everybody so follow us on social media keep an eye on the website and keep united stay together guys yeah awesome thanks again for coming on and giving us that update tracy yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. You have a great thank night. You. you too. Everybody, also, everybody is just saying thank you very much. That's the whole uh, stream. You guys rock, Trace, too, they said. So. Uh, I love y'all. Okay. Thank I'll see you. you. Bye. Later. And thanks again to Tracy for coming on and telling us about all that stuff coming up. Sounds like it's pretty imminent here. And I think we've uh, we've had a couple of warnings. We've talked about it a couple of times in the show. Uh, it's more of a... Uh, get on with it so we can react and we can do something about this yep yeah uh listener yeah. feedback uh you've been watching your uh the uh, facebook feed there uh has yep. anyone come up with any questions that we need to uh kind of kind of jump on yeah no not really uh you covered the one that was came up there so nope we're good. 157 comments holy crap there are a lot uh, of people who are who there was a, yeah there was a lot of people that were paying attention and commenting as Tracy was uh, talking. So, yeah. 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 So 
Uh, yeah, yeah. If you have any questions, just head on over through Facebook there. Mm-hmm. Uh, listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, park rising, Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. Our first one's from Jason B. Jason says, hi, everyone. Hope everyone's doing well. Like most right now, I'm trying to get some reloading done, and I've hit a snag. I've cleaned, deprimed, resized, and reprimed 100 pieces of 303 British brass for use in my Lee Enfield. I loaded 20 uh, rounds with 42 grains of H414 powder and Hornady 303-312-150 grain interlock bullets. I checked the overall specs before and after with a digital caliper. Everything went smoothly. I am using a Lee 303 British hand loader to resize the brass and do all the reload functions. It's slow, but I have nothing but time now. I ran out of those Hornady bullets, so I switched over to Sierra 303-180 grain spitzer bullets and Hot Core 303-150 grain bullets I had on hand. Uh, whenever I go to seat these bullets into the case head, the case head becomes deformed. See picture. picture. Any recommendations for a new reloader on how to fix this without having to buy a multi-stage reloader and dies? So I inserted the picture. You have a chance to look at it. So it is. It like that's pretty deformed. I don't actually know what's going on with this picture. <laughs> um. I like, like sometimes if your case is too long and the yes. die, but I don't know how you seat bullets with that particular uh, reloader. I would, I would think that the, so what's, what's happened uh, if I could describe the photo for you guys is that the case shoulder is all wrinkled and pushed down. Yep. I've, I've still seen where they balloon out at the case shoulder a little bit. And that's typically because your crimp is, uh, is cr- trying to crimp too much and it can't, and it ends up pushing the case down from the top. Um, but this it, looks like the bullet was seated in it and it pushed it down. Yeah. It's, it's too long. The case the, is the too wrinkling, long. The wrinkling is, or the, the way that he's seating the bullet isn't, uh, uh, isn't appropriate. Like one of the things that, uh, there's kind of two adjustments. I I don't I've Are never used to... one of the hammer ones. Like because this is he's he's talking about using the the hammer dealie there, right? And yeah. I've never you, used one. Are you able to put the uh, picture up that people are asking to see it? Yeah, maybe someone else knows what's going on. One second. Let's yeah. pop that over here. Let's share screen, and you guys can take a look at this bad boy and, and see what your idea is. Um, but like with a standard die, you have uh, you screw the die in or out of the uh, press uh, to get your crimp, and then that top piece there uh, is how deep the bullet goes in. Yeah. And uh, I would assume that if I saw that with a normal loader, that the die has been cranked in instead of the uh, uh, the seating piece there. Um, but I don't know. Again, with the hammer ones, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what that would cause. And what would cause that? Yeah. Something's something's not right though. All right, that's that's enough. Uh, One comment is got a good chance to look at it. Next te- neck tension. I don't. It looks Somebody horrible. Asked. These look horrible it's, though. It looks like yeah. <laughs> it's wrinkled them all the way down to into the shoulder. I would imagine this it's pushing the neck way down. Way down. It. Yeah. 
I wonder what the wonder what the bullet difference is. I don't think that it is a bullet difference. I think something else is causing the difference, and this is that's like the red herring. I changed the bullets and also changed my pants, but now my legs are cold, right? <laughs> okay, so what we need to do is we need to see a picture of the bullets. We need to see a picture of uh, everything. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, but again, like, uh, I'm not. I'm not familiar enough with those uh, with those hand loaders. Casing not probably uh, tapered to accept the projectile. So that's what. I mean, the bullet could be impacting the casing. Uh, yeah. If the casing wasn't, um, if the neck isn't the right uh, diameter on the inside, that would cause it. If you just outside sized it a little bit too tight and then you get a bullet and they strike on the top, that could crumple it down. Yep, that might be doing it. Doug was saying uh, flat base versus boat tail projectiles. Yep. 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 Maybe, maybe that flat base is again catching on that rim and it's just too tight of a, of a tolerance on it. One okay. can only guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Luke says somebody needs a good massage therapist. <laughs> okay, Luke. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to take the uh, next one? Okay. So this is from Tim. It says, hey, everyone. I absolutely love the show and listen every week. I just noticed that Firearm Outlet Canada solicited the Gersan MC9T Extreme, and it really caught my attention. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this pistol. Thank you in advance. I think we talked about that two weeks ago. It came up and it looked neat. Neat. Yeah. Um, the price on them, like they, it's still it's still a Turkish handgun. Like the reason I like the MC9 uh, is it's three hundred bucks. So yeah. Like the price cheap. is right. It's cheap. Yeah. Um, as soon as it starts getting more than that, I kind of like you get into the price range where you can start to buy some of the name brand firearms, and uh, I I might be more willing to buy one of those. Yeah. yeah, for for that price though, just buy it, and then if it doesn't work, well, it's out, high, like the, the like with a high it. performance gun, you kind of want something that you can buy aftermarket parts for it if you want it to go fast, right? Yeah, this is five hundred and seventy bucks. Yeah, and you need to, and, and there there won't be any go fast fast parts you can get other than the gun itself. They no. do look cool though, like they're they're yeah. a cool looking gun. 569 includes the red dot too and then the slide cuts and all that kind of stuff so it is a pretty cool gun um but you're real close to um better price gun mechanic you're really close yeah. to the mechanic um which is another uh favorite you know off-brand uh, uh inexpensive pistol and for 569 you could probably buy a used glock at this point yeah not with a red dot and all that other cool stuff but could soon have that so jeremy crane actually says if it's the only gun you can afford buy it if not then buy something else <laughs> true I'm, i true. agree with him mm-hmm. <laughs> all right yeah. do you want me to take uh, carson as well sure yeah okay so from carson it says hi guys this one's for our uh adriel in specific in the shotgun show you kept baba buying <laughs> Okay. How about not hunting deer with a shotgun? However, not that far away is a zone where you're limited to not rifles. The Strathcona white-tailed deer license gets a person three tags, shotgun, muzzleloader, bow, or crossbow. If a person doesn't have the other option, then a shotgun is cheaper uh, to get ready to go with. It says Carson. And between shotgun, muzzleloader, bow, or crossbow, the shotgun's probably like the highest tech most mm. likely to get your game 
uh, of those. Muzzle loaders are pretty good, but yep. you're doing a similar thing. You're still doing the the sable round to uh, to handle that. Right. Strathcona whitetail, man, that's close to the city. Yep. I don't have any land out there. If I knew of some land, maybe I would do that one. Well, maybe you know of what's his name, Carson. Carson, Car- maybe Carson. Maybe. maybe Carson will take you out. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next one's from Jerome. Uh, hello, everyone. Thanks again for a great podcast. <laughs> uh, inside joke there, and the bonus content. Oak Island was a really nice change of pace, and I learned a lot. I wanted to finally meet you guys at this year's charity shoot. If it is still held, I might extend my Atlantic Canada road trip to Nova Scotia. Mm, not so much. Uh, in other nope. news, I was helping a new pal holder who was looking for his first 22. While browsing gun post in search of an appropriate pairing, I think I struck gold twice. No, Ladies you didn't. and gentlemen, <laughs> for your eyes only, the Kiapa Tactical Badger. Because no survival rifle is complete without a bipod, almost as big as the gun, <laughs> some kind of knockoff ACOG. Yeah. Because I like to share my feelings, I'll also let you experience the absolute horror induced by the vision of a bedazzled Bubbud and shoots. I have provided you the link to both of these bespoke pieces at the end of the email. I figured everyone could use a laugh these days, especially at the expense of Tactical Timmy and Billy Bob Fudd. I send you my best wishes in these tough times and hope to see you this summer from Jay. And I'll put those in the uh, in the show notes uh, when I. They're post. hilarious. <laughs> I I think they're yeah they're fun. Is that bedliner on that ant shoots? I don't. It's black. It's black. <laughs> I don't know. Ooh, um, ooh. <laughs> uh, anyways, they're they're funny. Um, can you can you put them? At, can you use one of them as the uh, the show? Yeah. Photo. I think mm-hmm. that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that's Jerome. Jerome. Remember, we keep arguing about his name. Jerome. 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 Jay. Jay. He's shortened it to Jay for us. Oh, thank you, Jay. <laughs> now I don't have to put a, a French accent on it. <laughs> Do I take this one from Edmund? Uh, sure. So it says, "Hi, guys and gal. A couple of questions for Adriel. Have you escaped?" Uh, from Tarkov yet? Oh, he's talking about your... Um, yes. Yes. I have, in fact, sometimes, okay. but not very much. And how's the Epic 22 LR accuracy compilation coming along, he says. It's, you, haven't, uh, you haven't done anything because you haven't been able to go to the range. On, sitting really? on, no, I'm done shooting. All the targets are, are sitting over there. It's like a Epic measuring contest now. That's all. Okay. All shooting's done. Everything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, just need to compile, do a video. Okay. I got a couple of videos I got to do. All right. So he's put on, uh, he's followed up. It's a little bit of a long um, email as well. So I'll, I'll try and get through it and we can talk about it as we go. Uh, I read some more information on the Nova Scotia mass murder. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was reported to own multiple homes in one case. <clears throat> Someone claimed his family home was stolen from him under a dubious contract. This is, I. I heard of this. Okay. Yep. I didn't know anything about that. Uh, after eviction, the denturist emptied the contents in front of the alleged victim with a smile on his face. Uh, this shows his psychopathic mentality. Uh, the previous owners talked to police and they told him this was, isn't the first time he's done this. The mass murderer was also reported to be jealous and uh, possessive of his girlfriend. Yeah, 
say. Um, there were some red flags all over the sky if he, if allegations were true. Uh, there's also um, a, a deafening silence about what firearms he used. Yes, there is. Uh, this leads me to suspect that he had a plain hunting rifle. As you know, the leftist mainstream media would be all over this if it had been a military-style assault weapon. Yeah, um, uh, can I uh, jump yeah. in on the military-style assault? So someone asked, I think uh, someone from the it NFA was... uh, NFA asked on uh, on the call, was a military-style assault weapon used? And, and uh, they gave a very specific answer. They said yeah. uh, he was in possession of a military-style assault weapon. So we don't really know if the, if that was uh, the patrol carbine from the uh, from the RCMP officer that he shot and took uh, her sidearm. Yep. Uh, because they also someone had asked like, "Hey, was did she have a uh, an assault carbine?" And they're like, "Well, it was in her possession. There was one in her possession." It's like. Wow, <laughs> really? That's the answer you got to give it? Let's just come out and say it. So um, the, some they, of it might have been done. Yeah. I mean, the other the other thing, I don't know if you mentioned in here, but the other thing is that uh, out of this spree, nine of the people that uh, that died died from fire, yeah. from arson. Which is just whole uh, horrible. Um, but in like, the conference, it's, it's, it, it's uh, our our latest yeah. canadian mass homicide biggest one for 30 yeah. years was was um all because this guy was creative used this uh police uniform and police He's facade crazy. and all this uh stuff to completely evade the police completely um get people's trust in a short period of time and yep. uh, uh exploit uh an aspect of our society I said last week, is it last week? Yeah, last week that um, before all the reports came out uh, that it, they had reported that the the wife slash girlfriend had had been a victim and she wasn't. So um, she, uh, she, I thought she was a victim sorry, of an assault. Right? Assault, but yeah, no, she wasn't killed. Um, so yeah. um, so she was part of. She was the witness that they said that came forward in the morning. So. Um, yeah, he's all, he planned this. And again, just like uh, you had said there, Edmund, he's a psychopath. Uh, I believe that as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was pre- premeditated. Um, let's go on. Uh, it was great to hear from a serious shotgunner, and that would be Jason he's talking about. I'd like to hear, <laughs> I'd like to add that ammo brand can affect your shooting. Absolutely. I recently learned that a couple of cases of shells I'd bought don't shoot well in my target guns. Um, it was a known brand with a good reputation, but I just couldn't find the lead or the hold, the lead or the hold um, that worked correctly in eight um, in eight games of trap between the two guns. Once I went back to my previous ammo brand, my score jumped back from uh, twelve up to twenty-two, and we see mm. that with the owl shooting. So it brand the brand of ammo or the brand of shells that he was using just didn't work well in this gun. Interesting. I've had like reliability issues. Like, uh, uh, I've had, uh, Oh, challenger for, for a couple of years. I, I ran only challenger for a challenger. while and then yeah. it, it started getting going like reliability got really bad for a couple of years there. So I stopped using it and just used Winchester and, uh, it's been fine. 
Um, but yeah, that's interesting. He's, he's talking about like actual change to pattern and where it's uh, maybe even POI. Maybe. Or pattern. Pattern. Or like, I'm, a, I'm thinking probably pattern. Because mm-hmm. if he can consistently shoot like 22 down to 12 and back up to 22. <laughs> that's a big difference. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Oh. Interesting. Uh, as for slug hunting, Savile slugs are the best for downrange energy and accuracy, but federal true ball uh, slugs are inexpensive options with less accuracy that works well from a smooth bore. It's the best option in slug hunting for the pores. <laughs> I've... <laughs> I love that word, force. Mm-hmm. I've successfully used both types of slugs in a Tibet game. The Sable round I used was a Winchester um, uh, partition. Ooh, uh, fancy. Three-inch magnum. It's, uh, it's sports a uh, 385-grain, 50-caliber um, Nosler uh, partition Nosler. bullet uh, that, get, that gets launched at... Uh, 2,000 feet per second. Uh, the word I use to describe the recoil is vicious. Well, that's a good word. Not only does it jar your whole body, upper body, when it slams backwards, the rifling imparts a twist into the stock as it digs into your shoulder. I've never felt recoil like that before. I literally saw stars. It's the one thing that you're uh, when you're sitting in at the bench and um, practicing offhand shooting on flat ground, it's another when you're climbing a slope and uh, need to hastily get off a shot at fleeing game. I almost lost my balance, my hat, as my um, scope came uh, back and tapped the brim. <laughs> but the wild board didn't make it far before dropping. Well, good for you, Edmund. Uh, keep up the good work and the extra podcasts, Edmund. I would love to go slug hunting boars. Mm. So much fun. Uh, Next one's from Jeff. Hey, I just wanted to say I love your podcast. It keeps me entertained on my long drive to Barrie from Mississauga every morning. I just started listening to you guys last fall, but I've already listened to over half of your podcasts. You're all very funny. My favorite thing about you three is how much you troll each other. Keep up the good work. That's one of our favorite pastimes. <laughs> mine, mine, definitely. It is. You're the nice one. That's what yeah. I've been told. Yeah. You're the nice one. I, sometimes, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have one question for you. After this tragedy that happened in Nova Scotia, what do you think are the chances of the Liberals being able to actually banner semi-automatic rifles? Pretty good! <laughs> I've been in denial of this, and I'm in the middle of collecting yeah. parts and building two AR-15 rifles in 5.56 and 6.5 Grendel. Uh, P.S. I just became a Patreon member on your last podcast on shotguns. At the end, I heard you talking about a new Patreon member who hadn't emailed you his address and for him to do it so that Adriel could send him a patch. I'd love a patch, so here's my address. I'm not going to read it on there, though. Not that part. No. Well, I didn't put it on there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's pretty much what our show is about tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah, AR-15 yeah. is specifically named as one of the ones that's going to uh, going to be banned or prohibited. So, um, <sighs> might be collecting parts that uh, ultimately you're going to be handing in, or just hang on to them and build them into some other one of these other weird guns because we're yeah. gonna, we're going to have that as an option as well. And plus, uh, we don't know if this will include the modern sporter, the SLR, any of these other things, and if it doesn't. Put them on one of those. Still have the parts, right? 
as long yep. as they're not 16 inches or something like that. Short barrel, right? Yep. You can use a short barrel on, on that manual action because on a manual action, you're doing OAL and you'll, you'll hit your OAL just fine with uh with a 16 inch barrel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there is another email. It's just from uh, James B. It just came in. So I'll read it. It says, um, I'm so glad isolation is uh, getting over. I finished three books. And believe me, that's a lot of coloring. <laughs> Here's an idea. At, <laughs> and try it out. Type in the Googler on the Confuser. So go into Google and type in uh, AGW SLR Firearm Canada and read the most asked questions. There's some doozies. So some words for wisdom from the smallest mini snap says, use hand sanitizer before you touch your face. James B. That's Ginger Snap. So he wants us all to go over to Google and actually just type in uh, AGW SLR Firearm Canada and look at the comments. Apparently it's pretty entertaining. So thank you. Uh, Everybody go over and do that now. <laughs> I didn't find anything. Oh, okay. Maybe his Google works differently. Maybe. Maybe it's, maybe it's like a New Brunswick Googler that Googler. like Googles weird stuff. Googler on the confuser. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Right. That's All it. Right. If you'd like to uh, send us an email, send your email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Uh, podcast app reviews. We don't have any of those, but if you like to listen to the podcast on one of them apps, uh, go ahead and review us. It just helps with uh, getting the uh, the word out there. Uh, Patreon supporters, I have nothing to do tonight, so I will uh, get your addresses on a piece of paper and put that Sweet. in the uh, put it in the mail. Get some patches out to you guys. We uh, have a new one. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Send some patches out. I got lots of patches. No. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying we got a new Patreon-y. Mm. Mm. Jeff P. $10. Jeff P. <laughs> that's, the, that's the same Jeff. Oh, look at that. <laughs> he said, I just signed up. Just signed up. There we go. So I put it in there. Awesome. Uh, if you'd like to sign, sign up, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Slamfire Radio or go to slamfireradio.com and we've got the button on there somewhere. Uh, we've also got a spot on our website where if you're going to buy something from Cabela's, uh, head on in through Cabela's. Uh, sorry, go to SlamfireRadio.com. Click on the Cabela's thingamabobber there. And then when you buy it from Cabela's, Cabela's will be like, oh, those Slamfire guys sent this person. We'll kick them back like, I don't know. Thousands of dollars. Thousands and thousands and tens. of it, Helicopter fuel is expensive. And uh, you got to get that beluga whale caviar and uh, cocaine and all this other kind of stuff we've got to do on the show. How so. big is beluga Whale caviar. I've had whale. I've never had beluga whale. whale caviar. I've just had the <laughs> whale, not the caviar. Which is beluga whale? China. Oh, Gars. <laughs> I don't know if it was beluga whale. I know it was whale. Okay. I'm on a quest to try to eat everything. <laughs> no, don't bring the COVID. Too late. <laughs> COVID's already here. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Uh, shout outs. Um, no, I don't have any. I wanted to give Tracy a shout out. I, oh, I, I, yeah. Like half an hour before the show, we're like, oh, man, we've got to get Tracy on. This This yeah. is like off the hook. And she's like, yep. And she just came right on. So Yeah. We're very nice lucky to have her. 
Yeah, that was basically. Yeah, come on, the last minute. Like, how busy is she? Like, seriously. To Uh, right now, her her thing is like crazy busy. It's it's not just like showing up on our show, you know, whatever. Uh, showing up on the CBC radio, like, what happens if someone trips you up? What happens if you like miss say something? Like the the pressure is very high, and Mm -hmm. uh, I'm glad I don't have to do that because yeah. um, I can deal with pressure, but man, I get verbal diarrhea sometimes. I don't think I'd want to be on the radio like that. Um, I, I, Rod and Tracy both actually speak very well for gun owners in Canada. Uh, and they actually, I have never seen either of them being tripped up. Um, they're One of the reasons is because they're both very truthful. And they're also very, um, they're passionate as well, but they know how to actually um, say something without, and get the message across. So They can talk real good. Uh, they talk real good. But I really, um, I really respect the both of them, and I thank both of them for representing us as well. So, mm-hmm. because, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a bumpy ride for the next little while. Yeah. We'll know more tomorrow. Finally, okay. uh, join a National Firearms Association like the CCFR. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. And like us on Facebook. Uh, it says we're at 240. I think we're at more than that. Um, probably like 2,400, something like that. Anyways, <laughs> like us on Facebook. And uh, you'll get news that, uh, that we share on there. We shared that, uh, that French article fairly quickly. And yep. uh, uh, we also have cool guests on like Tracy. So... Uh, the way that you get notified of that is if you like us on Facebook and you'll see when we, when we put these uh, videos live, uh, we'll be continuing to do the uh, coronavirus microcasts on yep. uh, all sorts of weird topics. If you have a weird topic that you want to come on and talk about, send us an email, slamfireradio.gmail.com. We're open for pretty much anything these days. Not too weird though. Yes. We reserve the we right do, to say, we sorry, have, we weirdo. Do have... We don't want your topic. And get out. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to have another microcast on Sunday. We're going to have uh, Tim Krosno join us. Yeah, I like. Yeah, Tim. yeah, I like Tim too. I went, to, so. I went to went to a city. And I didn't even let him know I was going, and I'm just like, "Yo, I'm here," and he's like, "Let's go do something." Yeah, <laughs> he's going to be talking about some stuff down in Texas. Mm, so, if Texas. anybody has any questions barbecue hey we can ask them about barbecue not really mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. all right so we'll see everybody on sunday same time yeah probably. that's it okay okay later everyone bye everyone so if you have any comments or questions for the show please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com now go grab a gun and shoot something when the talking is over time to get a gun